بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah true slave and messenger we continue the explanation of the hadith of Ka'b bin Malik radiyallahu anhu from Riyadh al-Salihin hadith number 21 when he, Ka'ab bin Malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, when he heard that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam returned from the expedition of Tabuk, he began to think as to what he is going to say to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam upon his arrival. So, he wanted to talk to him in a way Presenting an excuse. So he began to consult with the people of opinion from his family, saying, what should he say? And he began to think about presenting false excuses. But then he said, when the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Medina, all of that which he gathered from falsehood has gone, or had gone. And he became determined to tell the Prophet ﷺ the truth. So he said, the Prophet ﷺ came to the Medina, to Medina, and entered the Masjid. And it was from his habit and from his Sunnah that if he comes or returns to his town, the first thing he would do is to go to the Masjid, offering prayers in the Masjid. And this was also the situation in another incident when he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordered Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu as we mentioned earlier to do the same upon arrival in Medina that the first place to enter to is the masjid to offer the prayers so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered the masjid and sat and gathered and people came, rather, to him. And those who remained behind, who failed to join the expedition of Tabuk, without an excuse from the hypocrites, they came in. And they began to swear that they had excuses. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, took their pledge, and asked Allah for forgiveness for them. But this did not benefit them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, as in Surah At-Tawbah 9 verse 80, استغفر لهم أو لا تستغفر لهم إن تستغفر لهم 
Whether you ask forgiveness for them, the hypocrites, or ask not forgiveness for them, and even if you ask 70 times for their forgiveness, Allah will not forgive them. So I was determined to tell the Prophet والسلام, the truth. So I went to the masjid, I greeted him with salam. He smiled, a smile of an angry person. He smiled a smile of an angry person. And then he said, Ta'al, come on. So I came walking till I sat before him, close to him. Then he told me, Ma khallafak. What stopped you from joining us? What stopped you from joining us? He, <coughs> Ka'ab bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, O Messenger of Allah, I did not stop from joining you because of an excuse. And if I were to sit before any person from among the people of the world other than you, minhu I would have avoided his anger with an excuse. Why? Because he explained, فَلَقَدْ أُوْتِيتُ jadala. I have been bestowed with the power of speaking fluently and eloquently. So this means that if I were to sit with any of the kings of the world, then I would know how to speak eloquently and establish evidence and proofs and so forth because of what Allah had bestowed upon me. And therefore find excuses. Walakin. However. But by Allah I knew. Well. That if today I tell you a lie to seek your favor. Allah would surely make you angry with me in the near future. And only, not only that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will. Be angry with me. Just contemplate the iman, the faith. When he said that, it's not going to be possible. It's not. It's, it's impossible that I will tell you a lie. So he spoke the truth, and in this there are benefits. From that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may bestow on the slave from his favor protecting him from sins if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows his good intention that he has a good intention. We know this from the fact that when he thought about putting a false excuse Allah cleared his heart and paved the way for him to be determined 
to speak the truth to the Prophet ﷺ. From the benefits of the passage that we went through so far, that one should, when he returns to his town, to go to the masjid before going to his home and pray in it two rak'ah. Because this is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, The sunnah from his sayings and from his actions. As to his actions, this, this is the hadith of Ka'b bin Malik, where he told us that the Prophet ﷺ went into the masjid before he went to his apartment or his home. And as to the Prophet ﷺ command to do that, this is evident in the hadith of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The hadith of the purchase of the animals and donkeys which the Imam al-Bukhari tabulated under this title and it's also in Sahih Muslim and al-Bukhari it's in volume 3 hadith 310 Jabir bin Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu maqal he said Jabir narrated, Kuntu ma'an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi Gaza. I was with the Prophet in a military expedition. Fa'abta'a bi jamali wa'a'ya. And my camel was slow and exhausted. Fa'ata alayya Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam faqal. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came up to me and said, Jabir O Jabir فَقُلْتُ نَعَمْ I said yes He said مَا شَأْنُكْ What is the matter with you? قُلْتُ أَبْطَأَ عَلَيَّ جَمَلِي وَأَعَيَا فَتَخَلَّفْتِ I replied my camel is slow and tired so I am left behind فَنَزَلَ يَحْجُنُهُ بِمِحْجَنِهِ ثُمَّ قَالْ So he got down and poked the camel with his stick and then ordered me to ride. قَالَ أَرْكَبْ He said ride. فَرَكِبْتُ فَلَقَدْ رَأَيْتُهُ أَكُفُّهُ عَنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ I rode the camel and it became so fast that I had to hold it from going ahead of Allah's messenger. Qala, the Prophet ﷺ asked him, Tazawajd, have you got married? Qultu na'am. I said, in the affirmative, yes. Qala bikran am thayyiba, a virgin or a matron. Qala, afala jariyatan tula'ibuha wa tula'ibuk. I replied, a married matron. So the Prophet, I married a, a matron, Thayyib. So the Prophet said, Why have you not married a virgin so that you may play with her and she may play with you? Qultu, inna li akhawat. See now the benefit of marriage. Inna li akhawat. Fa'ahbabtu an atazawwajam ra'atan tajma'ahunna wa tumashitohun. 
وَتَقُومُ عَلَيْهِنْ I have sisters, young in age. So I like to marry a matron who could collect them all and comb their hair and look after them. So this is the benefit here for Jabir choosing a matron, not a virgin. He said, قَالَ أَمَا إِنَّكَ قَادِمْ فَإِذَا قَدِمْتَ فَالْكَيْسَ الْكَيْسَ I, The Prophet said, you will reach, so when you have arrived at home, I advise you to associate with your wife, that you may have an intelligent son. ثُمَّ قَالْ اللهم صلِّ وسلم عليه ثُمَّ قَالْ أَتَبِيعُ جَمَلَكَ الله أكبر then he asked me, would you like to sell your camel? قُلْتُ نَعَمْ I replied in the affirmative. And the Prophet ﷺ, فَاشْتَرَاهُ مِنِّي بِأُوْقِيَّةِ So the Messenger ﷺ purchased it for, for one awqiyah of gold. ثُمَّ قَدِمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ قَبْلِي وَقَدِمْتُ بِالْغَدَعِ Allah's Messenger reached before me, and I reached in the morning, meaning Medina. And now here it is. This is the point of evidence from this hadith. And when I went to the masjid, I found him at the door of the masjid. المسجد, المسجد قال, he said, he asked me, Have you arrived just now? قلت, I replied in the affirmative. He said, This is the point of evidence. He said, Leave your camel and come into the masjid and pray two rak'ah. And pray two rak'ah. So I entered and offered the salah. So he told Bilal, the Prophet ﷺ told Bilal to weigh and give me one uqiyah of gold. Now for the camel, right? So Bilal weighed for me fairly. And I went away. The Prophet sent for me. And I thought, قلت الآن يرد علي الجمل ولم يكن شيء أبغض إلي منه يعني من هذا الجمل. So the Prophet ﷺ sent for me and I thought that he would return to me my camel which I hated more than anything else. قال the Prophet ﷺ said to him خذ جملك ولك ثمنه خذ جملك ولك ثمنه Take your camel as well as its price. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Muhammad. Take your camel as well as its price. So the point of evidence from this hadith is the command of the Prophet ﷺ to do the sunnah prayer upon entering the city or returning to the city, going to the masjid first and offering two rak'ah. And really, in, in our times, very rare are those who offer the two rak'ah and act upon this sunnah. 
because people are ignorant about it. Otherwise, it is easy, walhamdulillah. And this applies whether you prayed in your own masjid, which is close to your home, or you prayed in the closest masjid from the masjid of the city, <coughs> this would suffice as the sunnah. The third benefit of the passage which we went over, Ka'ab bin Malik is a strong man with strong proofs and eloquency. However, because of his fear of Allah, his taqwa, he withheld from lying. So he told the Prophet the truth. The fourth benefit, the angry person may smile. The angry person may smile. Now, if someone says, كيف أعرف أن هذا تبسم رضا أو تبسم صخت? If someone asks, now how could one know that this is a smile due to content or anger? The answer is, this could be known by what associates some evidences or some uh, marks and so forth like for example uh, the coloring of the face and its change so it's possible to know that and to differentiate between the two situations the fifth benefit it is permissible for the person standing person to greet the sitting person it is permissible for the standing person to greet the sitting person because Ka'b Sallama wa huwa qa'im because Ka'b greeted the Prophet while standing and the Prophet told him Ta'al, come on the sixth benefit Talking to someone at a close range is more profound than at a distance. In Prophet ﷺ, it was it was possible for him to speak to uh, to Malik while he was still away from him, but he ordered him to come close because this is stronger or more profound in in the conversation. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ told him, Udnu, come near, come close. The seventh benefit. Kamalu yaqeen, Kamalu yaqeen Ka'b ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu. The perfect certainty with Ka'b bin Malik when he said, Innani astati'u an akhruja bi'udhr. من الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم I can offer an excuse for the Prophet but I cannot come with an excuse where he may accept this day and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his wrath will be upon me the next day the eighth benefit 
the eighth benefit. Inna Allah ya'lamu sirra wa akhfa. Inna Allah ya'lamu sirra wa akhfa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the secret thought and that which is yet more hidden. And yet that which is more hidden. Why? فَإِنَّ كَعْبًا خَافَ أَنْ يَسْمَعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَهُ وَمُحَاوَرَتَهُ لِلرَّسُولِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فَيُنْزِلُ اللَّهُ فِيهِ قُرْآنًا كَعْب feared that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would hardly, certainly hear his conversation with the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and therefore would reveal concerning him a Quran as Allah revealed in the story of the disputing uh, woman, Al-Mujadila, which, who came to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam complaining about her husband saying that she is like his mother. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala revealed that in Quran recited until the day of resurrection, as in Surah Al-Mujadila, 58 verse 1. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَسْمَعُ تَحَاوُرَكُمَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ بَصِيرٌ Indeed, Allah has heard the statement of her. Al-Mujadila, Khawla bint Sa'laba, that disputes with her with you, O Muhammad ﷺ, concerning her husband, Aus bin al-Samit, and complains to Allah, and Allah hears the argument between you both. So, Kaab said that he came to the Messenger ﷺ and spoke to him the truth. And he told him that he had no excuse, neither in himself nor in his property. So the Prophet said, As to this, meaning Kaab, he spoke the truth. And suffice this as something to be proud of for Kaab, that the Prophet describes him with truthfulness. So the Messenger sallallahu said, أَمَّا هَذَا فَقَدْ صَدَقْ فَاذْهَبْ حَتَّى يَقْضِيَ اللَّهُ فِيكَ مَا As to this, he spoke the truth, so we go until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals and judges as he wishes concerning you. So the man left Ka'ab bin Malik, مُسْتَسْلِمًا لِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ Submitting to the command of Allah, believing in him, and that whatever Allah wishes, will take place, and whatever that he does not wish, will not take place. So his people, from Bani Salama, followed him. And they started beautifying the affair to him by trying to convince him saying to him, وَاللَّهِ مَا عَلِمْنَاكَ كُنْتَ أَذْنَبْتَ ذَنْبًا قَبْلَ هَذَا 
by Allah, we never witnessed you doing any sin before this. So sufficient that the Messenger وسلم, makes istighfar for you. And if he makes istighfar for you, then Allah will forgive you. So, فَرْجِعْ كَذِّبْ نَفْسَكْ So go and belie yourself. Say that you have an excuse. They continued, he said. They continued blaming me so much that I intended to return to the Prophet ﷺ and accuse myself of having told a lie. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him from that and wrote for him this great merit which is recited in his book until the day of resurrection. So he asked his people, هَلْ هَذَا مَعِي He said to his people, Is there anybody else who has met the same fate as I have? So they said, Yes. And they named two, Hilal ibn Umayyah wa Murarat ibn Rabi' al-Amri. They are the two men who have said the same thing as you have to both, and to both of them was given the same order as given to you. I said, who are they? They replied, Murarat ibn Rabi' al-Amri. وَهِلَالُ بْنُ أُمَيَّةِ الْوَاقِفِيِّ So they mentioned two righteous men to me who witnessed the battle of Badr. So they are an example to me. So therefore here we conclude that أَحْيَانًا يُقَيِّضُ اللَّهُ لِلْإِنسَانِ مَا يَجْعَلُهُ يَدَعُ الشَّرَّ اقْتِذَاءً بِغَيْرِهِ وَتَأَسِّيًا بِهِ So sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may render someone for to be an example for a person so that he assist him to abandon the evil. So these people when they were mentioned, they were righteous men who attended the battle of Badr. From the best worshippers. So in them I have an example, he said. So I kept going. Meaning I did not return to the Messenger Wasallam. And I did not accept the advice of my people. Here, the Prophet ﷺ commanded the people to abandon them, abandon the three, Ka'ab bin Malik, and Hilal bin Umayyah, and Murara bin Rabi'ah. So, the boycott began. The Muslims boycotted them. And they used to walk the streets astonished as if they lost their minds till the land وَتَنَكَّرَتْ لَهُمُ الْأَرْضِ فَمَا هِيَ بِالْأَرْضِ الَّتِي كَانُوا يَعْرِفُونَهَا till the land which they lived appeared strange to them as if they did not know it why? لأنهم يمشون إن سلموا لا يرد عليهم السلام they walk and if they greet people with salam nobody responds to them 
And if anyone meets them, he does not start or greet them with salam. وحتى النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام وهو أحسن الناس خلقا لا يسلم عليهم السلام العادي Even the Prophet وسلم, who is the best in character did not greet them with the regular salam يقول كعب كعب said كنت أحضر وأسلم على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فلا أدري أحرك شفتيه برد السلام أم لا I used to come and sit with the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and greet him with salam but I didn't know whether he moved his lips in response with salam or not. And this is the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa So how about a person abandoned, boycotted in the Islamic society which is the best of generations. Certainly the earth and the land will be restricted and strange. And they came then to know that there is no flea from Allah except to him. They continued on that for 50 days, one month and 20 days. People boycotting them, no salams, no response. Things became harsh upon them. Attitudes were harsh the conditions were tough, so they flee to Allah Despite of this, despite this, Ka'ab bin Malik did not abandon the Salah with the Jama'ah. So he used to come and make Salam upon the Prophet But at the end of the ordeal, sometimes he would not come to the jama'ah because of what he feels in himself from the restriction and unease. He used to feel ashamed to come to join the people in salah with them and they don't speak to him, not even with a good or a blameworthy word or a statement so they totally abandoned them and boycotted them and the land became strange and restricted upon them and they continued 50 nights perfectly and when the 40th night was completed or ended the Prophet sent them the order to keep away from their wives Keep away from their wives to this extent. Separated them from their wives. What would you think of a man like Ka'ab bin Malik, a young man then, keeping away from his wife? This is a great matter. Despite that, when the messenger that the Prophet ﷺ sent to them came and told them, in the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told Ka'ab, in the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya'muruka, Ya'muruka, an ta'tazila mra'atak. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
commands you, orders you to keep away from your wife. To keep away from your wife. Listen to what he said. Shall I divorce her or what? Because if the Prophet ﷺ told him to divorce her, he would divorce her immediately in obedience to Allah and His Messenger. So the Messenger of the Messenger ﷺ said that Allah's Messenger is commanding you to keep our love from her and don't cohabit her or with her. And this companion whom the Prophet ﷺ sent did not change the wording of the Prophet ﷺ's command, neither in meaning nor in text. وَهَذَا مِنْ أَدَبِ الصَّحَابَةِ This is from the etiquettes of the companions, رضي الله عنهم. He didn't say, أَظُنُّ أَنَّهُ يُؤَنَّهُ يُرِيدُ أَن تُطَلِّقَهَا He said, I don't know. This is the command. He didn't say, I think he intends for you to divorce her. Or, Or that he does not want for you to divorce her. He didn't say anything. Rather, he told them, in the Nabi Wasallam said this and this. فَقَالَ كَعْبٌ لِزَوْجَتِهِ So Ka'b said to his wife, إِلْحَقِي بِأَهْلِكِ Go to your parents and remain with them till Allah gives His verdict in this matter. So she left to her parents' home. And when he said, What about his companions? What about the other two? As to my other companions, they remained home. This is because they couldn't go, and, and crying, they couldn't go out to the streets, and people boycotting them, no one greeting them. They couldn't bear that. So they stayed in their homes, crying. And then he described himself and he said, As to me, فَكُنْتُ أَشَبَّ الْقَوْمِ وَأَجْلَدْهُمْ As to me, I was the strongest and more, most patient of, of the, more, the most patient amongst them. He's young. He used to attend the Salah with the Muslims, walking the streets, nobody talking to him. Because the Prophet ﷺ commanded this. And the companions, most swift in obedience to Allah and His Messenger. And he said, وَكُنْتُ آتِي الْمَسْجِدِ And I used to come to the masjid. فَأُصَلِّ وَأُسَلِّمُ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَهُوَ جَالِسٌ لِلنَّاسِ بَعْضَ الصَّلَاةِ فَأَقُولُ هَلْ حَرَّكَ شَفَتَيْهِ بِرَدِّ السَّلَامِ أَمْ لَا I used to come to the masjid. Go out and witness the salah along with the Muslims and roam about in the markets, but none would talk to me and I would come to Allah's Messenger and greet him while he was sitting in, the, in his gathering after the salah. And I would wonder whether the Messenger did move his lips in return to my greetings or not. Meaning he 
did not return the salam in a way that could be heard. Yet this is despite knowing that the Messenger وسلم, is the best in character. وَلَكِنْ إِمْتِثَالًا لِمَا أَوْحَى اللَّهُ but this is in compliance to Allah's command that He, the Messenger, وسلم, should abandon, should boycott those people, and so He did. And He also used to say, "Kuntu usalli wa usariq when I was busy with Salah, he would, the Prophet ﷺ, turn his face towards me. Then I would offer my prayer near to him and look at him stealthily. When I was busy with my prayer, he would turn his face towards me. But when I turned my face to him, he would turn his face away from me. All of this because of the intensity and the strength of the boycott. Then he said, now look at the trial now. Look at the other trial. فَبَيْنَمَا أَنَا أَمْشِي ذَاتَ يَوْمٍ فِي أَسْوَاقِ الْمَدِينَةِ وَطَالَ عَلَيَّ جَفْوَةُ النَّاسِ تَصَوَّرْتُ حَائِطًا لِأَبِي قَتَادَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ When this harsh attitude of the people lasted long, I walked till I scaled the wall of the garden of Abu Qatada. May Allah be pleased with him. Abu Qatada is his cousin. And the dearest person, he's his cousin, the dearest person to him. And I offered my greetings to him. By Allah, he did not return my greetings. Despite the fact that, you know, Abu Qatada knew that no one is talking to him. Still, he showed no positive response to him. Because of the obedience to Allah and His Messenger, the, the companions play no interest to favoritism when it matters to the deen of Allah, when it comes to the deen of Allah. Even to people who could be the closest in relation to them, or dearest to them. So listen to what he said to him. He said, Unshiduka Allah, I beseech you, beseech you, by Allah. Hal ta'lam anni uhibbu Allah wa rasulahu? Do you know that I love Allah and His Messenger? Twice he besieged him by Allah. And Abu Qatada knows. And he knows that Ka'b bin Malik loves Allah and His Messenger. So in the third one he said to him, Allah and His Messenger know it better. He did not speak to him. He didn't say to him in the affirmative, nor did he say no. He responded in a way which is not considered as a kind of response or an address. Allah Allah and His Messenger know it better. 
So he said, فَفَاضَتْ عَيْنَيْ Thereupon my eyes flowed with tears. بَكَى رضي الله عنه رَجُلًا ابْنُ عَمِّهِ أَحَبُّ النَّاسِ إِلَيْهِ His cousin, the dearest person to him, لا يكلمه مع هذه المناشة العظيمة despite this great beseeching of him. And this is a matter which is a matter of worship, مسألة عبدية. Because when you say to someone, أنشدك الله هل تعلم إني أحب الله ورسوله? I beseech you by Allah, don't you know that, do you know that I love Allah and His Messenger? This is requesting a testimony, شهادة. ومع ذلك لم يشهد. Despite this, he did not. Still knowing that he loves Allah and His Messenger. So that's why he cried. Thereupon my eyes flowed with tears. وَتَثَوَّرَ البستان أي خرج إلى السوق then he left the market there comes the next trial فبينما هو يمشي إذا برجل نبطي من أنباط الشام والنبطي الذي ليس بعربي ولا بعجمي when I was walking in the market of Medina suddenly I saw a نبطي a Christian farmer and a نبطي from the land of الشام he is not an Arab nor he is in an Arab, who came to him to sell, he, he, he used to come to Medina to sell the grains, and he came to him and he said, he said that you are Ka'ab bin Malik, and he delivered to him a letter. فَقَرَأْتُ الْكِتَابِ And it was from the king of Ghassan, the king of the Christians, in the land of Asham. And in which there was, أما بعد فقد بلغنا أن صاحبك جفاك يعني الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم. It proceeds. I have been informed that your friend, meaning the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام, has treated you harshly. وكان هذا الملك ملك وسان كافر. You know he is a kafir. And then he told him, وإنك لست بدار هوان ولا مضيعة. مع يعني لا تبقى في الدار في ذل وضياع. And So Allah does not let you live at a place where you feel inferior and you are right, and your right is lost. So what, what's the purpose of all of this? He said, تعالى إلينا. So join us. نواسيك بأموالنا وربما نواسيك بملكنا. We will console you with our wealth and maybe with our uh, kingdom. The man, Ka'ab bin Malik, is a believer who believes in Allah and His Messenger, who loves Allah and His Messenger. He said, وَهَذَا مِنَ الْبَلَاءِ He said to himself, this is also a sort of test. وَصَدَقْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى He spoke the truth. May Allah be pleased with him. A person treated harshly, no one talks to him, abandoned, boycotted, from the closest, most dear to him, if there was weakness in his faith, he would have taken the opportunity presented to him by this king and would have gone to him. But he, Ka'ab bin Malik, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, had firm iman. He said, قُلْتُ هَذَا مِنَ الْبَلَاءِ This is also a sort of test. 
ثم ذهب إلى التنور فسجره فيه يعني أوقدها then he took the letter to the oven and made a fire therein by burning it why did he burn it? why didn't he keep it? why? in order to in order to avoid and protect himself from whispers which may come afterwards and having no connection with it at all and that she, and that he does not keep it to present it as a proof if he goes to this king then he stayed on this situation for a while in this piece of benefit in this piece of the hadith there is evidence for permissibility to stay away from the congregational prayer if the person is abandoned and boycotted and himself unable to tolerate that as in the situation with Ka'b bin Malik because this is a matter of unease and restriction for a person to come to the masjid with the jama'ah and no one treats him with salam no one responds to him boycott it the ulama said this is an excuse they considered the situation which would be similar to these situations as excused situations from the benefits of this of this passage the strong compliance of the companions to the command of the Prophet ﷺ. The evidence is in the story of Kaab with his cousin, with Abi Qatada. And from the benefits, one should be aware and careful concerning the people of evil who are opportunistic who utilize the weakness in the person so as to destroy him. So this king, the king of Ghassan, took this opportunity regarding Ka'b bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu to invite him to misguidance so that he can lead him away from Islam to the deen of this king because of this restricted and tough times he was going through. From the benefits of this verse, of this narration, is the strength of Ka'b bin Malik in the deen of Allah, and that he is from the pure believers. He is not from the, from those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in Surah Al-Ankabut 29 verse 10, when he said about them, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ فَإِذَا أُوذِيَ فِي اللَّهِ جَعَلَ فِتْنَةَ النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ اللَّهِ Of mankind are some who say we believe in Allah, but if they are made to suffer for the sake of Allah, they consider the trial of mankind as Allah's punishment. So some people, وَالْعِيَادُ بِاللَّهِ We seek refuge in Allah from this. They say we believe in Allah, but their faith is weak. If they are harmed in the cause of Allah, they reject Islam. Or they may turn to be fusaq, 
sinners and leave obedience. However, Ka'ab bin Malik was treated harshly and was harmed strongly and intensely, but he was patient and anticipated the reward and waited for the relief. And Allah gave him the relief which no one else had taken from his to others like him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his praise of him in verses recited until the day of resurrection. We read this story in the Quran in our salah. And this is a great merit. Qissatuhum tuqra'u fis-salah. This story is mentioned in the salah, in the five daily prayers, in the nafila salah, secretly and openly. And for the benefits of this hadith, that the person, if he sees a fitna, or fears fitna, is to destroy that which could be the means for the fitna is to get rid and destroy that which could be the means for the fitna. That's because when Ka'ab bin Malik feared for himself the inclination to this invitation by the king of Ghassan and to take that as a documentation, he feared. So that's why he burned it. May Allah be pleased with him. And therefore anything which would turn the person away from the remembrance of Allah and could be a, or may be, a means for misguidance or destruction, the person should avoid and rid himself of that. Because anything which distracts the person from the remembrance of Allah is a loss. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Munafiqun, in Surah Al-Munafiqun verse 9, Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu, la tulhikum awladukum, la tulhikum amwalukum, wala awladukum, an dhikrillah, wa man yaf'al dhalika, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ Oh, you believe, let not your properties or your children divert you from the remembrance of Allah. And whosoever does that, then they are the losers. So, Ka'ab bin Malik afterwards said, فَلَمَّا تَمَّتْ لَنَا أَرْبَعُونَ لَيْلًا When forty nights elapsed, and the revelation on the and the the uh, wahi the revelation stopped no revelation during this time and this is from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the great matters he delays the wahi as in this story and in the story of the ifk of the accusation of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha when the wahi was delayed or ceased coming to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Jibreel alayhi wa sallam this is from the hikmah the wisdom of Allah 
so that people yearned to the revelation. What will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveal? فَبَقِيَ الْوَحْيُ أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةِ مَانَسَلْ Forty nights elapsed and there was no revelation. فَلَمَّا تَمَّتِ الْأَرْبَعُونَ After that, when these forty nights were finished, were completed, أَرْسَلَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى سَلَّمْ إِلَى كَعْبُ صَاحِبَيْهِ أَنْ يَعْتَزِلُ نِسَاءَهُمْ The messenger sent the command to them to leave their Woman, keep away from them. جاءت زوجة هلال بن أمية, the wife of هلال بن أمية, came to the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, وأخبرته بأنه في حاجة إليها لتخدمه. That هلال بن أمية is a helpless old man and he has no servant to attend to him. She would like to serve him. لأنه ليس له خادم فأذن لها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بشرط أن لا يقربها He approved for her that but with the condition not to come near her فقالت إنه والله ما به من حركة إلى شيء She said by Allah he has no desire for anything يعني أنه ليس له شهوة في النساء meaning he doesn't desire woman وَأَنَّهُ مَا زَالَ يَبْكِي And that he remained to cry, remained crying, stayed crying, since the command of the Messenger وسلم, to boycott them until that night. Because he didn't know what the end will be. يقول كعب then said, فَلَمَّا مَضَى عَشْرَ عَشْرُ لَيَالٍ بَعْدَ هَذَا Ten nights later, وَكُنْتُ ذَاتَ يَوْمُ أُصَلِّ الصُّبْحَ عَلَى سَطْحِ بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِنَا And on one day I was praying the Fajr prayer on the roof of one of our homes. Because as preceded, they, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, the land became strange to them. So one day they, he was praying the Salat al-Subh, and he said then, when I had offered the Fajr prayer on the fifth, 50th morning on the roof of one of our houses, فسمعت صارخا يقول وهو على سلع وهو جبل معروف في المدينة and while I was sitting in the condition which Allah described in the Quran that is my very soul seemed straightened to me and even the earth seemed narrow to me for all its spaciousness then I heard the voice of one who had ascended the mountain of سلع which is a mountain in Medina with the loudest voice يا كعب بن مالك أبشر يا كعب بن مالك أبشر أو كعب بن مالك be happy by receiving good tidings فخررت ساجدا وعرفت أنه قد جاء فرج I fell down in prostration before Allah realizing that relief has come الله أكبر وركب فارس من المسجد يأم بيت كعب بن مالك ليبشره نايت came from the masjid to the house of Ka'ab bin Malik to give him the happy news. And others went to Hilal bin Umayyah and to Murar ibn Rabia, giving them the glad tidings of Allah's acceptance of their repentance. 
just contemplate the farah and muslimin the happiness of the muslims with each other everyone going from all directions to give them the glad tidings and the news so the people then went out to congratulate us and this knight who came he gave him his thobes when the man whose voice I had heard came to me conveying the good tidings I took off my garments and dressed him with them he didn't have except these two but he took from his family or from his neighbors and he gave his to this man he gave him everything he owned he didn't have except these two the lower garment and the upper garment but walakinnaha wallahi bushra azima what a great glad tidings and news min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he reveals subhanahu wa ta'ala their repentance and that he Allah's acceptance of their repentance so he came down going to the masjid of rasul alayhi salatu wassalam and he, the messenger, alayhi salatu wassalam, already, he found him sitting with the people around him, and he already informed the companions, after salatu subh after the fajr prayer, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed his acceptance of the tawbah, the repentance of these three. Because he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam loves from his companions, from his ummah, to make repentance and to return to Allah. So he said, فَذَهَبْتُ أَتَأَمَّمُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم مِنِكْ أَقْصُدُهُ فَجَعَلَ النَّاسُ يُلَاقُونَنِي أَفْوَاجَ جَمَعَاتُ هَنِّئُونَهُ بِتَوْبَةِ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ رضي الله عنه And he found all the people coming out to congratulate him. Some bringers of good news went out to my two fellows also. They love them as they are their brothers. They love for them what they love for themselves. They did not become envy because of what Allah gave them from the favor of revealing Quran concerning them and concerning their tawbah. Rather, they went to congratulate them, hastened to give them the news of the joy. And when I greeted Allah's Messenger, his face being bright with joy, said, Be happy with the best day that you have got ever since your mother delivered you. Absher, بخير يوم مر عليك منذ ولدتك أمك. So he said, I said to the Messenger وسلم, is this forgiveness from you or from Allah? He said, no, it's from Allah. And whenever Allah's Messenger became happy, his face would shine as if it were a piece of moon. And we all knew that characteristic of him. Inshallah, in the next discussion, we'll talk about the benefits from this passage as well. We'll stop here. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.